1: Welcome back as we get set to close out this great Wednesday mailbag show. We love talking to you guys. Thank you so much for the questions. Keep them coming. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, S-N-B today. Mo is at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Mo moton. I am at LV Gully on Twitter. Let's have a party on there. Let's talk. And have some fun. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast as well. Thank you for being with us. Okay, Mo. We've had questions about Josh Jacobs, about the defense, about the safeties, about Trayvon Moorig. Now we get into a guy that you really called out last week. And I, in watching the game again on Monday, yesterday, or excuse me, on Tuesday, yesterday um, and Monday, um, seeing it. Just stuck out, and just the guy is really proving himself, doing a good job, uh, and he's going to get a bad rap because of where he was drafted, but the improvement of Cleve Farrell. And here's the question from Luis in El Centro, California. He said, what is up with Cleve Farrell? I try and try to just dismiss this guy, but he's doing really great up front. People need to realize the guy is working hard to become a solid player, he can't control where he was drafted. Do you see the Raiders perhaps bringing him back the way he's playing again? That's Luis and El Central, Cleve Farrell, uh, Mo. I mean, this guy is is coming out aggressive. He's creating and disrupting up front, doing all sorts of things, showing his athleticism along with that skill set. Uh, yes. Forget about that he was drafted number four overall and look at what he's been able to do. What are you seeing from Cleve Farrell? And uh, to ask, answer Luis's questions, do you think he could remain a Raider after this season?
2: Well, I answer that question first, and I would say yes, because think about it. His value is not going to be that high coming off the market. Now, he is playing well in a limited role, but let's be honest, he's not going to make another $10 million, which is which he's due for this year. So he's going to be affordable if the Raiders want him back i think there's a possibility that if he continues on a trajectory he is right now that he is back because as i said the raiders are going to need some help on the interior cleveland Farrell is not an old player uh right. still develop i think he's still developing i know he's been in the league since 2019 but he's still a developing player because his snap count has dropped since his rookie year so he still has more room for growth now he may have a lower ceiling but you can use him on the inside between chandler jones and max crosby and thus far over the past few weeks it's worked out in his favor because, as Luis points out, he has played very well. Now, I will say a lot of people wrote him off in, in the offseason because he missed a lot of time. I believe he had an undisclosed injury. But I, I was on the show, and I said, you know, give him some time because because he could play multiple positions. He has value in this defense. So I will shout out Cleon Farrell again, as I shouted shout him out in the previous show. He is playing very well, had his best game of the season against the, Titan, t- against the Texans, and I think he continues to see and increased snap count going forward.
1: Well, and and we know, we see Chandler Jones coming on stronger. He had his first sack. It was a half sack, of course, against Houston in the win. We see Max Crosby, who might have been a little rusty. He just had a daughter. You kind of understand that. Uh, But Max Crosby is who he is. He's one of the best in the league. Uh, To have Cleve Farrell, Come along! It to me, Mo. This will be an exaggeration, so apologize in advance. But he's almost the most important guy on that defense right now because if they can get him to continue that ascension and see his his productivity and his play improve, that's going to make a significant difference on this defense.
2: Just imagine if Cleve Farrell can get a handful of sacks on the inside between the edge rushers. That that would be, a, as you said, that would be a huge boost for the Raiders. Uh, defensive line because they don't right now, they don't have a guy in the interior who's going to get right. you that. So if he can fill that void and do it good for him and he's going to, he's going to make some money in the off season. Again, he won't make 10 million, but he'll make a decent salary. And I think it's possible the to the say, look, we don't have a guy right now. That's long. That's a long-term, you know, solution on the inside. Blau Nichols, I believe signed a two-year deal. If we, if, you know, if you bring Cleve back and then draft the guy have those two, you know, mix and match with Blau Nichols, it's pretty solid and we'll see how it works out. But I'm just I'm happy for Clefrow because as you said, he you know, he's been targeted a lot because he's he was the fourth overall pick as the email said, has no control over that. That's on Mayock and Goodwin for drafting him that high. But it's good to see him start to turn it on and I hope he continues to do well.
1: Yeah, and and <sighs> We talk about it with some other guys sometimes, but but Clef Farrell's a good dude too. Like, is a good citizen, yeah. does a lot in the community there in Las Vegas and, and back home as well. He's got a great story too. Obviously, the background going uh, with his family, his situation. So so it's it's nice to see guys like that do well. Luis, thanks, man. We appreciate your question. Great one, actually. All right, next question. Our last one of the day before we get to our lightning round is. From Aaron in Denton, Texas. Yeah, Denton, Texas. It says, this isn't for you. It says, uh, this is for Mo. Uh-oh. You ready, Mo? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's not that I think bad. so. Nothing to do with sushi dates or pizza or anything like that. Okay. It says, Mo, you really were excited about Anthony Averett coming back this week, but he really didn't do too great. Uh, do you think it's because of the rust with the injury, or is he not what you expected? With Hobbs still out, and the rest of the cornerbacks not doing as well as they need to, we need him to step up. Thanks, bro. Again, that's Aaron in Denton, Texas. Anthony Averett, is it just coming back from the injury, Mo? Is that what we're thinking?
2: That's what I'm thinking. I mean, anytime you miss a month from work, it's your first day back. I know they have practices and and things of that nature, but your first game back in live action, I'm not hitting – I said this on a previous show. I'm not hitting the panic button yet in his first game. It's just way too early for that, number one. And and number two, there was one play I I said where he was trailing Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks had a big play. Brandon Cooks is a lightning-fast wide receiver. Brandon Cooks made a good play. Um, Give credit to him. But, again, I'm just not worried about Anthony Everett yet in one game. It's not like they have another option behind him anyway. So, as as the emailer pointed out, he has to play well if the Raiders are going to compete and get back in the playoff picture. But – with him, there was one, There was one. I think, a miscommunication with him and, and Amik Robinson that concerned me a bit. is. I believe they didn't hand off a wide receiver when they should have, and that wide receiver was able to get an end zone. I believe it was Chris Moore of the Texans More. got those two. They, they they banged into each other and, and let the wide receiver wide open. So it's not like he was gashed for 110 yards. Uh, I think it's just, as the email said, it's just rust. I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I, I I think too. I mean, I, I made some comments publicly that he didn't play well and and got got some blowback. But at the same time, I'm not writing him off like he's a bust. I, I think this guy has played at the top uh, and done well. He did well in Baltimore, and I think that uh, he'll he'll do just fine. It's just a matter of of getting back into game shape, if you will, getting the feel back. It's it doesn't matter where you come. I mean, heck, I missed days sick at work and I got to go back and it takes me a couple days to get reacclimated. So I can only imagine being a professional football player. So Aaron and Denton, Texas, thank you for that one. Uh, all right, Mo, before we get to the lightning round, let's pick our winner on these questions. Cause we had so many today, some great ones. We had John's question about De- divine Diablo and Martinez and, and Perryman. We had the Josh Jacobs question about uh, paying the man. We also had Craig <laughs> asking about safety play. And if it's going to be a focus along with Roger and Mesquite, About uh, the draft next year, John had the question around um, the offensive line and then Luis with the Clee Farrell question. And we finished out with the Anthony Averick question from Aaron. What are you thinking?
2: I'm torn between Clee Farrell and the Josh Jacobs question. Josh Jacobs question because news uh, just a quick uh, hint. My next column on Sports Night is going to be about Josh Jacobs and his future with the Raiders. So I'm going to be writing on that topic. So I really like mm. that question because it kind of plays into what I'm going to write about. And, of course, Cleon Farrell because I think he deserves a little more love after a lot of people have come down on him after underperforming as a number four overall pick in the 2018 draft.
1: I do. Um, I know Josh Jacobs, too, was nominated in the finals for the, the, the FedEx Ground Game of the Week Award as well. So I'm going to go with Dennis and Petaluma. I'm going to go with you on that one. Uh, on the Josh Jacobs question. So, Dennis, we're going to send you a T-shirt. I have your address, so you're good. We'll send the stickers out. Uh, we have finally have everything in, so we will send those out as well. So thank you for that one. Good job. Good good questions. Just unbelievable Very the questions, questions we get. We're, we're really uh, uh, blessed here to have this. All right, Bo, you ready for a lightning round? A couple quick questions here for you. Um, these will be all football-related this week. Now, here's the caveat. You could not pick the Raiders in this one. What is the best, in your view... What is the best non-raiders NFL jersey and helmet in the NFL? Ooh,
2: best okay. I would say the Bengals new uniforms, the white Oh, the white ones? Uni- oh, those okay. are I love those. When they when they first came, I believe they played in those a few weeks ago in a home game, they debuted they those. The white and the black helmet, uh it, it is awesome jersey. Awesome. Jersey. <laughs>
1: So you like the the white Bengals uh uniforms. Now I my selection for this one is also it's amazing how I, I thought about this as I wrote the question earlier today. Um, and all the jerseys I liked came back to the AFC, right? <clears throat> and and my selection is not an AFC West team for those of you who who are Chargers. thinking? Oh, don't pick the Chargers or the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that because I value I value our ratings. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My favorite treat. Now I, I'm cheating a little bit on this one, like I did with the ballparks last week, because it's gone now. Although it was there. which was when the Jets went back to their retro jerseys, the Joe Namaths, right, as I call them, and they just changed them back. Those uniforms with the white helmets, with the old logo and the stripes on the sleeve, I love those. Like, I love the old AFL, AFC uniforms. Uh, you go back to the, even the Colts, the Chargers, um, the, the... Chargers. The Jets, like the original AFL, except for the Broncos with the stupid weird horse they had on theirs. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I love those jerseys. And I just, what, do you know, you live in New York, you watch the Jets, you have a family who are Jets fans. Why mm-hmm. did they change?
2: I have no idea. I, I just, a lot of fans have been clamoring for those. What I'm glad they got rid of or moved past with the, was the stupid blue and gold jerseys that they, when they were the Titans, I believe, or something yeah, like that. The New I, York I, Titans, I, yeah. I did not like when they went no. back to the... Jer- I'm glad they moved past that. The, I, I know I'm cheating here, but the other jersey I really like since we're talking about classic yeah. throwbacks, but the Giants... Uh, jersey that they that they wore the blue helmet with the Giants with the underline under it it just reminds me of Lawrence Taylor Lawrence
1: Taylor and, absolutely and it, it just gives
2: me it just gives me fond memories too because being in New York I watch a lot of Giants games too that would be my number two behind the Bengals
1: absolutely and 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 mine the other one I love too throw now I think the throwbacks that the Bears and Packers do where it's like from 1910 like that <laughs> with the stripes it's like come on. Most, yeah. God bless them. Most of those people are even gone. They, so nobody remembers it. And they're just, they're just not relatable, right? It's not baseball mm-hmm. where sometimes things can look kind of classic with football. I think it should be kind of modern era. So fifties forward. All right. Cause the, the yeah. lions, I think have some throwbacks in the fifties, which are really cool with just the silver helmet. They're very plain, almost like Penn state, but silver and blue. Um, but to me, one of the best uniforms in the history of sports, you ready for this? was a football uniform and that was the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers the creamsicles
2: yes yes I forgot all about those
1: why they why do you know how many they would sell in that with the way the business has become the NFL's become as a business if they went back to those explosions explosion right especially they should have done it to coincide with Brady coming there it would have been huge right uh, the right. Doug Williams jerseys right that's what I always think mm-hmm. of Leroy Selman those guys um and I don't I don't understand why they did it and of course I, I said no Raiders uniform because I think the Raiders uniform is is a classic it has not changed. And it's phenomenal. I wish they would go back to the silver shield on the helmet, which is really cool. And then they Mm -hmm. do wear once a year the silver numbers on the white jersey, which I love as well. I think that's a classic look. But I wanted to take it outside the Raiders because we we know the Raiders jersey is the best ever. But we had to pick another choice. So that's our choices. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, here's a weirder one. You ready for this? Since we do talk about food on this show, if the Raiders were a food, what food would they be?
2: Wow. Wow uh because it's hard the franchise.
1: because not this year like the franchise overall
2: as far as like the personality of the franchise is concerned I think yeah like it has to be it has to be a food that's you know like it has a, a distinct taste Robust. because yeah it has to you know it has to have some well, that's a tough question <laughs> man i
1: well, an answer to that one is between right. you and exiting the show and finishing the show for today. So so I'll st- how about I start and then maybe you get it back. So I think of I think of the autumn wind and the song and the pillaging and the pirate, the whole motif. And I think two foods come into my mind when I think of that. I think of like a big massive turkey leg. I just tearing at it, or uh-huh. like a tomahawk steak. Big old, st- I mean, it's got to be hearty. It's got to be yeah, yeah. mean. I was gonna say steak. It's got to be thick. It's got to be not for the faint of heart. So that those, the turkey leg, the big old turkey leg, which if you ever go to Disney World or Disneyland, you can get them there. Uh, but there or the big tomahawk chop steak,
2: a medium rare steak. I was gonna say
1: I, I'll go rare. From, Oh yeah,
2: I I would go away from turkey, but I would say cause something that's chewy, got some, you know, some got blood. Some, substance to it you know what i mean it's yeah. gotta have some real substance to it so I'll, I'll go with a medium rare steak on that one
1: there you go i love it see we just ask yeah. these goofy questions
2: it can't be anything with vegetables or like a side <laughs> dish the raiders no. are not a side dish it, it can't it can't <laughs> of course it's yeah a main it, course.
1: it can't be sushi or quiche because we all know that that's no. the 49ers um so so you have to you have to go away from that uh it has to be hard yeah so so those yeah are, but i love it anyway so that's good so there you go that's our lightning round here to end the mailbag show. Mo, another one flies by, man. I know we're going to be back tomorrow with our Thursday edition. We're going to start to look at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, they're in a transition period. New coach, don't really have the quarterback situation. Andy Dalton's been doing it. Jameis Winston's there, been hurt. There's been all things kind of good. Kamara's been hurt. Um, a Good time for the Raiders to go to New Orleans, perhaps, uh, with the injuries down there, but also another team that I think that they can compete and should beat tough to win on the road. Uh, but a good game we're going to talk about on Thursday.
2: Another thing, Derek Carr has played very well against the saints. I mean, yes. even in new Orleans, if you remember the Monday Night football game against the saints, Derek Carr played well. If you remember 2016, the season opener that set the tone for the year, Derek Carr and Crabtree, Mari Cooper and those guys, Derek Carr has a good track record against the saints. I think he's going to play pretty well with or without Darren Will on the field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Good stuff. So we're going to talk about that Thursday. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you don't already do it so you get uh, it back on Thursday as well. So we're excited about that. So, Mo, another mailbag show in the bag, if you will. Always a good time. Good questions. We gave out another T-shirt. And it just gets better every week, I think.
2: Especially after a win. Raiders fans out there, don't be curmudgeons. Enjoy the victory. No matter who it's (laughs) against, enjoy the (laughs) dub.
1: All right, man. I'll see you tomorrow. There you go, Mo Moten. I am Scott Branson, And before I leave you today, uh, I wanted to just uh, give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine I lost uh, this past week. It's been a tough couple of years for me losing friends and losing my dad. Uh, a big mentor and friend of mine for over 30 year- years, Coach Jim Bola, who was the uh, all-time winningest women's basketball coach at UNLV. I worked for in my time there at UNLV when I worked in athletics. Uh, passed away after a long battle of cancer at 70 years old. He was a star in his own right at the University of Pittsburgh in basketball, making it to the Elite Eight in the early 70s. Uh, and I'm going to miss him. Uh, he's been a fixture of my life, a fixture in my family's life uh, for, for my entire life. And I learned a lot from him. And I just want to send out my best, my condolences, my love to his daughter, Sasha, and his wife, Dallas and uh, tell coach i'm going to miss you you're you were a tough son of a bitch and uh i will always remember that and i thank you for everything so for mo Moten, i'm Scalko Branson. we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the thursday edition of silver and black today take care everybody